handle the truth. I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for being here. It is November 11th. Did I get the date right on my... Oh, I bet you didn't change the date. I changed the title. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I did on that. I'm a silly boy. Silly, silly boy. Anyway, uh, I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. It is January 11th. It's a Thursday. That is Thursday. Was it Tuesday? Oh. Thursday. Thursday. I got to remember... You know, my sign language is a little sloppy here, but it is a Thursday, 2024. So thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, anyway, so as we look at all of the things going on in the world around us, now I got the title right, so I was in good shape there. We uh, continue to see that there are some things going on in the world around us. We continue to have these issues with our judicial system. This Letitia James thing, uh <sighs> It, it, it's, it gets old. It, it gets old. It gets old watching and listening to this crap. Continue on. Uh, there was a small clip here that I'm going to go ahead and show you where Trump uh, does a one-minute clip. And uh, I'll give this to you guys real quick so you guys can see this. Actually, I wonder if I can go over to X and watch it there. Uh, go to X. X marks the spot. Uh, uh, uh. X marks a spot. Uh, uh, uh. All right, let's do that. Um, all right, there we go. Let's see. Let's watch. It's only one minute, so it takes just a second here. Here we go, Donald Trump. Which it's election interference at the highest level. It's a disgrace. It's in coordination with the White House and Joe Biden because he can't win a campaign fairly. And uh, we're going through it, but it is indeed a terrible witch hunt. We're going to have a news conference a little bit later on. As you know, I want to speak. I want to make this summation. At this moment, the judge is not letting me make the summation because I'll bring up things that he doesn't want to hear. And uh, it's a very unfair trial. Nobody's seen anything like this. I don't think they've ever seen anything like this. We have a situation where a statute was used that doesn't give me a jury, so I have no jury. I really have no rights, and it's uh, and nobody nobody thinks it's constitutional. People, legal scholars are writing about it like it's something they've never seen before. So it's uh, interference, it's political interference, um, and it's something that shouldn't be allowed. So I am. Uh so again, this is a sorry. I have to listen to it on my headphones. I've been trying to see some different things about how I work with the audio. Uh, on the show, but again, guys, this is uh, this is not a good thing for us. We've really got ourselves uh, in a continued position of really weakness. Uh, I know that I have said this over and over again, and I'm going to continue to say this. One of the problems I'm having with the judicial system and how this all works is that if you have a pillar of the three pillars of our society which in reality we have the legislative, we have the judicial, and we have the administrative. And this has been a balance. It's been, a, it's been the bar stool or the three-legged chair or the three-legged stool that we've all really relied on. And we thought was there, and we thought that the three-legged chairs were doing a bit of 
what you would want to say is, you know, uh, some cooperation with each other, making sure and holding each other accountable, not letting people get it too far out ahead. The judges, you know, only just, you know, in being the, the zebra, the, the striped referee, you know, making sure that nobody's throwing sand in the sandbox. And that's really all a judge was ever supposed to be, by the way. Guys, listen to me. This is how we have gotten so far out of reality of how simple our Constitution and our amazing country was built. You know, we, we've, we've got a problem. We've got a credibility issue here with ourselves that we look at our judicial system, we hear judges going, there shall be abortions all free for everybody. And they're not wearing the powdered wigs, but they're definitely wearing the black robes according to the representation of the Bar Association, the British Accredited Register that we all understand that legislators work under. And so good to see you, John Kennedy. Thank you so much for being here. And as I watch all this stuff go on around me and I, and I continue to hear different things and, and why this, uh, guys, I, I know that I tell you my story because it's an easy reference. I'm the guy in front of you. I've experienced it. I've lived through it. I've been through the wood chipper. And I would say that, listen, you don't have to, we don't have to accept our judicial system being this way. But if you know this is wrong, then the people coming out of the city and the county jails every single day and the state prisons and the federal prisons every day are the greatest refugees we have on this earth because these are our Americans who, by the way, let me give you another little bit of our judicial system process here. They have the ability to grab you off the street because they have a gun and they hold it to your body and they put the handcuffs behind you. If you resist, they'll break your wrist, they'll break your arm, pop your shoulder out of location. If you think I'm lying, look up the cases. It actually happens far more than you really want to. But anyway, let's go with the idea that I get pulled out of my truck and I'm, you know, oh, ah, you're resisting or whatever it is, or I sit in my driveway for six hours in handcuffs. Then they go in, they take you downtown, they take a photo of you, they do the facial recognition programming, which they've had for decades now. Yes, they've had it for decades. Don't let them lie to you. Um, and then you go and get your fingerprints all done, and they got the little scanner thing now they do instead of the ink thing they do. And then that gets uploaded to the FBI and the NSA and the CIA, and it goes out to Interpol. Oh, yes, your, your stuff all goes out to all these different places. So anyway... Then they go in and they find a way to convict you of your capital letter, J-A-M-E-S-L-E-E-P-R-I-C-E, all capital letters. They, it's the corporation that I am. I am the, I am the bold-typed, the capital-lettered corporation. Now, uh, then they go and they convict me, and a, and a judge convicts me, and they send me to jail. And then, you know, then I come out of jail after my sentencing, but I don't have a driver's license. I don't have a state ID. I don't have a Social Security card. I don't have a way of actually going out and getting any of this paperwork done that takes sometimes months to do out in the real world, even though I've been sitting in the state's custody for years at a time. That's right, folks. The first thing that they'll tell you to do is go turn yourself into your probation officer, your parole officer. And the first thing they're going to ask you is, where's your driver's license? Where's your ID card? Where's your social security card? Well, I don't have one. I don't have one. I don't have, why don't you have one? Well, I've been in prison. Well, you need to get that. How? Uh, you know, my life has been put on hold for months or years. See, again, this is the situation where the government literally builds a trap for you. 
because you don't have a valid ID. By the way, once your ID expires, it's no longer quote-unquote valid. The information, the guy on there, that picture, it just it's actually a fraudulent document because it's not you anymore. Because that little number at the back there, that year, that timestamp, it's suddenly not you. Just like if your, sense, your driver's license is suspended, you become violently, you can become a violently a part of the, the problem we have in our country because you don't know how to operate a car. You become a moving torpedo. You're a moving bomb. You're a detriment to society because your license is suspended and obviously you have no idea how to operate a motor vehicle anymore. Why are you driving with a suspended license? I'm trying to go to work so I can pay off the suspended license. Well, we're taking you to jail, so you'll miss another day, and then you'll have to go to court later, so that's another day out. Oh, by the way, I sure hope you have a job when you get out of jail later tonight or tomorrow. Do you not see how this is going? This is a, this is a problem for us. And when I got this whole system that you're seeing with Donald Trump going through this stuff where they, he does not allow a trial, he's not allowed to, to actually enter his own evidence, he's not allowed to actually speak his own mind, he's not actually able to defend himself in a court of law, then that's not the rule of law anymore. We have actually absolutely have lost everything at this point. That's where this whole thing becomes a problem for me because we continue to do this and we have all these great examples right in front of you, but then we really don't want to have that conversation, the genuine conversation that says, hey, by the way, you know, maybe that one leg, the judicial system of the three-legged stool, maybe, just maybe, we are not doing this right. Maybe we need to go back and look at this a little differently. Maybe we need to, to maybe uh, put forth some effort into this and say maybe we shouldn't have people who can come out and say that they are not able to testify or defend themselves in open court. And the judge made that ruling. Well, the sad part of that is, is actually the judge doesn't get to make the ruling. We let him make the ruling. We let him do those things to us. But in reality, we're not... We're not beholden to the judge. And by the way, if any one of these police officers, the DAs, the um, uh, warden, any of those people could let the individual go at any given time and let this all go and not continue down the march. There is not anything that says once you have been arrested, it is absolutely necessary to run you through the entire legal process. There's nothing out there that says that. There's nothing out there that says that. But yet we have a system that doesn't seem that doesn't seem to be able to slow itself down or take a moment and say, is this really worth it? Are we spending the money in the right areas of our department in the judicial system to go after jaywalkers? And I know that that sounds facetious, that I'm being sarcastic in some kind of way, but in reality, when there is no victim, there is no crime, and anything that does not have a victim is a jaywalking ticket, which is policy or ordinance. And, and, and by the way, no law, no law can state that the state is actually the, the victim to a crime. The city, county, state, and the federal government cannot be a crime. Your Supreme Court has interpreted that very law 12 times and actually referred to it a 13th time. So again, we can't have this genuine conversation, can we? No, we, we have to continue to lie to ourselves, and this is what we do. And we have to do this different. This has got to be different than what we've ever done before. We've got to go back and say this is not how we're going to do it. But now let's talk about the administrative. How about the 
city manager who actually runs your city, not the city mayor, not your mayor, not the mayor you have in your town. No, the city manager. Remember, we there's always a there's a guy, this figurehead that's right behind, and he makes a a truckload of money, way more money than your mayor does. And that's the individual who really runs the bureaucracy within the city. Now, that is, that's a problem for me right there. But we don't have individuals within the administrative that says, hey, listen, city, city manager, shut your pie hole. Quit spending money on bicycle routes in the middle of the freeway, putting bicycle crossings at every little place that you think to, these little squiggly line and green paint here and yellow paint there and all these bike lanes. The inefficiency of use of a bike lane in any downtown area is literally shows you how stupid government really is. I Guys, I used to ride a bike a lot when I was in high school and other times, and I used to do a lot of things that were a lot of fun with those things. But I'm going to tell you right now, I am saying that I have a problem with bicycle lanes because they're not utilized. They're not even utilized at 10% of the time of a calendar year. No, no, I get it. There's some bike paths that really get some real use. But I'm talking about all these weird bike paths that we have that come out onto the road, and then they go up onto the sidewalk, and they come back out on the road, and then, they're, then, it's a, then they've taken out a complete lane of traffic to put in a, and it put in a bicycle route, and yet... We've got cars piled up on the same road where there's nobody sitting there in the bicycle route. Nobody's using it. But again, folks, we're gonna, I, I digress. This is a situation where it shows that our government doesn't actually know what it's doing. It has no idea. It just thinks it's doing, oh, well, we're doing our bestest ever, man. It's so great, and we're awesomest. And are we? Are we really that? Are we those things? Well, we're really not. And the sad part of it is I continue to see this go on and on. But the judicial system itself, hey, Martin, good to see you. Lindsay, good to see you. Thank you for being here. Rebecca Wells, thank you so much for being here as well and being a part of the show. This is a a credibility issue when I look at the judicial system and the way it is. And I look at the administrative system where the city, by the way, do you know why they're putting all these bicycle routes in? Guys, this, this is how dumb this is. I swear on a stack of Bibles. I don't know if I, I don't even have a. I don't have a Bible here on the. I don't have a Bible on here on the on the desk. I swear on a stack of Bibles that these people. Do you know why they keep putting all these bicycle lanes in? Do you know why they keep buying all these EV buses? Not because it actually because the federal government pays for it, which is nice. But then we have to pay for the charging systems, and the maintenance, and the ongoing repairs, and all the. All the replacements, by the way, there are millions and millions of bikes being thrown away in Europe right now because they were putting out bikes as fast as they could because everybody was going to switch these electric bikes to these biking situations all across the globe. And there are millions and millions and millions of these e-bikes that are just being piled up in dumps now. Oh, that's absolutely one of the things that you really got to think about. Oh, yeah, Rebecca Wells says, don't forget about the stupid scooters all over downtown. Yeah. But do you know why they put in bicycle lanes? Do you know why they brought on the scooters? Do you know why they bring on the electric buses? So that way, I don't know, I don't have something that looks like a plaque. We'll just do this. That way, I can get a plaque that says, 
My city is the bestest bicyclist cityist everest, and it has all of the bicycles in the whole wide world. And everybody in the whole wide world has. We have five hundred eighty thousand people in Wichita, and we have five hundred eighty thousand bicycles. And look at I got a plaque. I'm a city manager. Look at me. I got a plaque, and you know what I'm gonna do with my plaque? I'm gonna put it right here with all my other little plaques. This plaque over here. Oh, this one was for free Wi-Fi. Yay, me. I'm a city that gives away free Wi-Fi. I got a plaque. That's what those are about. Guys, when you see, when you see a bicycle lane, when you see the, the little pedestrian thing, when you see the whole e-buses, the electric buses, oh, this bus is ran by a battery power only. When you see all the cables all over the city, downtown city lines, all those overhead cables, all that crap we took out because it was an eyesore and it didn't work, now we're putting it all back in. Guys, we're going back to the 1930s. We did the same thing in the 30s. And where did it all go? Oh, it wasn't government subsidized. It was actually ran by... Small businesses. Small businesses actually used to run the trolley cars. Small business used to run the buses. Small business used to run the cabs. Now, it's not that way. Now, I've spent some time in Phoenix here this last year, which I hadn't been back to Phoenix in 20 years, guys. And I know that sounds like a long time, but it was, and I didn't miss it. Trust me. Anyway, but the downtown area in Phoenix now, got all these stupid cables all over the place everywhere and you can't and you got all these stands and the cables and all this other stuff for powering these buses and then there's the then they got the railroad tracks in the concrete and then they got these curbs and these weird things and only one car can go down the road now because there's a trolley car that comes by every 30 minutes and that trolley car shuts the whole that that this whole lane is dedicated to them now this is all over downtown phoenix and it's in other cities too that i've been to and i've seen these all over why because we're stupid because some city manager got himself a plaque that says, I put a trolley car system that's a 120-year-old design in my downtown city that didn't work then, and it won't work now, but we spent billions of dollars doing it so I can get a plaque that says we are the best trolley car city in all of the world in 2023. I won the 2023 best city car trolley car thingy in the whole world. For a plaque, for a plaque, for a little piece of crystal glass. Some of it's acrylic. By the way, acrylic's made out of oil. I love all the tree huggers go out there and get themselves little plastic trophies and plaques to hand out to each other for being the best green city. I'm like, you know, that's made of, you know, that's made of oil, right? And then the crystal that you're talking about was actually the flame that was driving the furnace to make that crystal statue or, or thing took petroleum to do that as well but thank god you're a green city <laughs> but see when we don't have a judicial system that works properly and when you don't have a administrative that actually holds the judicial account accountable for making sure and spending their money thriftfully, not just prosecuting anybody they can to make sure they're validating their own job. See, guys, I'm, I've told you guys this a thousand times. 
I would rather them sit around, eat donuts, and play solitaire all day than to ever go out there and just make up illegitimate crimes to screw people around on. Look what they're doing to Trump and this whole thing with the civil case. Seriously, guys, this is absolutely a slap in your face, and this just shows you how weak and feeble and really stupid we look. Yes, we keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different response. What kind of utopia do you think we're going to get into here? What kind of a utopia do you think that we're working towards when we have so many laws, so many rules, that we can't even count them? We can't even participate in the process of saying, maybe we need to redo this and rethink this. Hey, Terry, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Scarlett, thank you for being here as well. Ken says, Portland has a naked bike ride. So now you can see all these weird-shaped liptards naked. Oh, great. That's awesome. I mean, whatever. I don't have a problem with a naked body. But again, you know, catch yourself in the mirror before you head out naked. I don't know. Uh, Good to see you, Terry. Thank you so much for saying hi. I appreciate that. Uh, Ken, the other one he had says, uh, let's see, Mark, your um, your city will never overtake Portland as the top cycling city. Well, no, we won't. Because Wichita... We can't barely keep the potholes and the cracks and all the stuff fixed. So you can't ride bicycles on our roads unless you have a mountain bike and you have the ability to jump potholes and cracks the size of the Grand Canyon. Somewhere along the line, city of Wichita decided they were going to go out and do this troughing system. So let me do a little bit of background and education on asphalt. Asphalt, asphalt, it is the tar, the gooey stuff, after they refine a barrel of oil out, there's jet fuel, aviation fuel, blah, 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 and it goes all the way down, diesel, kerosene, and then there's asphalt at the very bottom. It's the gooey, cruddy part of it, and that's what they mix with rocks, and then they heat it all up, and they smear it all out, and they use these rollers, these big, heavy rollers, to smooth it all out, this black tar, this black asphalt paving, Okay. Asphalt is the main ingredient, the black part, the oil part of that. Now, what happened is happens when you lay down. Yeah, I would rather I'd be. Uh, I would much rather see the cracks in Wichita than the cracks I see in Portland. Oh no, no, I'm with you on that, partner. The plumbers in your area, I got a, a best, a better, obviously awesome. Plus, why not just do drugs in the street? We can take the old needle and put it in your arm, and nobody cares. Um, anyway, so when you're going down a freeway or you're going down a county road, or you're going down a city road, and you see these little these little cracks in the road that go across, and it just seems to be like this weird, and they're about every 20 feet, that's a load of asphalt. And the reason that there's a seam there or a crack there that has occurred is because this load and this load were not the same temperature. When they touched each other. So if this load is hotter or colder than this load. So you got it hotter or colder than this load. They won't, they won't meld together here at the seam. And so they come apart. They don't bind together. They don't meld together. Because we don't do that anymore. We don't inspect the loads for the temperature of those loads. So they don't come together. And then you have these asphalt cracks over and over and over again about every 20 feet. Look it up. You watch now. After I've said it, you'll see that there's a pattern to the cracks. Now, the problem with that is that's inspecting. That's your city or your county or your state or federal government not making sure that the loads between 
each truck is actually hot enough and maintaining the heat. By the way, most of the time when they're putting it in those hoppers, they don't want to run the propane to heat the asphalt up because it costs money. Hello? But let me go back. So what someone did out in, the, someone in the city decided that we're going to take two feet, one foot on each side of the crack, and we're going we're gonna to grind two inches out of it, and then we're going to put asphalt back in it, and then it'll be fine. Because, see, now we took the one crack and we made two cracks out of it. Isn't that great? Boy, we sure are smart. Now, let's see. When this temperature of this asphalt that's existing, and then the temperature below is, is this temperature, and then this temperature of this one is different than the temperature of the asphalt I'm putting in the middle, do you think that this one and this one and this one are going to bind when this one comes in? No, it sure doesn't. And so what happens now when we had the crack because the loads weren't prepped right and they weren't heated up and brought together, now they've troughed it out and they got a crack here and they got a crack here. So before we had one crack, now we got two cracks. So every 20 feet, instead of hitting one crack, we hit two cracks. Thank you. Who was the dummy that thought that that was going to be the cheaper way to do it? By the way, asphalt roads are only meant to be left in place three to five years at the most as a temporary fix until concrete can be poured. Look it up. But let's go back to the judicial system. Let's go back to the administrative system. Let's go back to why it is that these electric cars, bike lanes, and all this other stuff doesn't make a, a lick of sense to anything we're doing. But we haven't got to legislative yet, have we? No, we sure haven't. And that's sad. Because that is a part of the world we live in. The legislators are the ones who are out there making laws, supposedly, to make sure that we limit the government. Remember, laws were never, ever supposed to limit you. The Constitution was built so that you were never, ever restricted. You could not hurt another individual, but you can do anything you want to yourself or to your property in any way you want. Merry Christmas. But... Is that what we've done? Has we done that at the federal level? Or have we done that at the, at the state level? Hmm. Probably haven't, have we? Or I wouldn't be here. If, I w if we were freeing everybody, so the legislative system was doing what it's supposed to be doing, holding back the government, holding the government accountable, holding the judicial, judicial system accountable, holding the administrative system accountable, while the administrative system is holding the judicial system and the legislative system accountable, well, imagine how great that would be. This, this is where we have fallen apart. We got Hunter Biden showing up to Congress yesterday, and about the time he didn't want to talk to one of the people that was going to question him, when his opportunity to do that, he showed up, but as soon as he was supposed to be answering questions, he left. So if the legislation system does not, or legislative branch does not have authority, then why are they making laws against you and I? If they don't have the authority to go after Hunter Biden, if they don't have the authority to go after Joe Biden, they don't have the authority to go after Uncle Barry or Aunt Hillary or Uncle Bill, if you, they don't have the authority to do that, then why do we have to pull over and stop for any of this? Why do we have to do any of that? Terry says he runs out, was there uh, 17 minutes. Yeah. 
But he showed up, though, Terry, right? I was there. You saw me. You filmed it. You asked me questions. I left. Your loss. But when we have a judicial system who won't pick up cases that they know are absolutely wrong, that are treasonous and other types of you know, seditious and other types of undermining things to our government, to our, the American people, when the judicial system won't pick up and prosecute that, Hey, Tanya Price, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Lana Johnson, wow, that's a full house of family members today. Good to see I'm not saying you guys, you guys are my family. We're not direct family, but we're close enough. Brother from another mother, sister from another. Yeah, whatever. You guys, you guys know the rules. Um, you know I guys know the rules. One bite, you know, look at that flop. Guys, have you seen Pointney? Uh, uh, Pointney, uh, point, uh, I just watched this stuff. He's the one that's been doing the pizza reviews. He's part of Barstool Sports. And uh, he always does the thing. He's like, "Well, y'all, you know the you know the rule. You know the rules, guys. One bite. Uh, you know, you know the rules. One bite." And and, and he starts and he eats like the whole pizza. You know, the whole piece of pizza. And he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, look at that. Look at that. No flop. I love the undercarriage. You know, and all that portnoy. Yeah, that's right, portnoy." Um, he does a great little review. Chews with his mouth open. Uh, Dave Portnoy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Ken, thank you for that. But he sits there and he chews with his mouth open. Or I'm going to burn my mouth on this, you know. And he always does the look at the undercarriage. I like a pizza that does have a a good char on the, and I said not burnt, but a good char on the bottom. And I do like my cheese. I like it burnt. Not not burnt out, but I like some hot spots, some little little dark, not black, pretty close to black spots on the cheese where it's really kind of gotten good and crispy. I do like that kind of pizza, um, but anyway, it's hard to find that. I always have to go, please cook my, put my pizza in through a second time, put it right through the second time. I don't care because I don't like soggy dough on the bottom. I don't like when the dough isn't done, and I do like the cheese to get a little bit crispy on the top. I do like that. I like that on my casseroles, so that's just my thing anyway. Um, Carrie Heiserman, Hunter, $900,000 in one year on women and adult entertainment. Hey, Carrie, um, for $900,000, I'm sure I could get a lot more value than he did out of his, uh, year of debauchery with women. $900,000. Whew. Ah, I guess, man. I don't, if you got to pay for it, bro, what do you want me to, Sorry. Sorry, you got to pay for it. Uh, anyway, that's you know that's on him. Um, so this is the thing. Just understand that there's some there's some things out there. We'll we'll talk about that more. Uh, wasn't he sitting in the visitors galley section plus Secret Service was there one hour before? Why didn't Sergeant of Arms arrest him? Seventeen minutes, you say? Hmm. Uh, Rebecca Wells. Here's the thing. Remember, Hunter is in martial protection. Okay, he is in he is in a he's in a protective custody situation. Now, whether that protective custody is because he is under arrest awaiting certain trials or he's afraid for his own life, well, you know, he does have an aunt named Hillary and he does have a an uncle named Billy. So you don't want to get Arkansas, did you do ya? So anyway. Um, so that's a thing. So lots of 17 again. I do. I agree with that, Terry. Thank you so much for that. Um, this is a thing where when we see, uh, what, what was this? Uh, John says, actually, Hunter showed us just how fake the Congress really is. They didn't even hold him in contempt of Congress. 
when he uh, abruptly walked out. Don't people see this? I guess not. Well, John Kennedy, you're absolutely correct on that. This is, again, where I'm showing you that when we have the rule of law, but some dude with fake teeth and a crappy haircut, and by the way, has anybody told him about castor oil? You know, bringing the old hair back, getting a little red light therapy, working on all that? Has, have we, has anybody told him? Probably not. I mean, what, you know, you know, why would he be healthy, right? He's been, he smoked more Parmesan than, than crack or whatever it was his statement was. I mean, this is, again, I wonder, um, I just, I just wonder if people are really picking this up, how stupid they are, because this is how stupid he gets to be. I want to read, uh, uh, Tanya's, uh, comment here. She said, uh, Oh, she says, hello, Jim, uh, everybody, sorry I'm late. Well, Tanya, we want you to go, we'll have to go ahead and we're going to fine you $20 to the Jim Price Show for showing up late, so uh, we'll make sure you get that taken care of. I am a um, custodian for a pizza and restaurant bar. Oh, custodian, okay, and nobody likes a floppy pizza. Well, Tanya, I think that goes with dating and uh, hair and pizza. Nobody likes it floppy. Wink, wink. All right. I was being a 12-year-old there. I couldn't help myself. Um, anyway, and that's what men... I, I, have never, I have never aged in my joking life, in my little juvenile mind. You know, you say penis, and I just get all... <laughs> boobs. <laughs> anyway, but that's just me, so it's not you guys. It's not you. It's me. I'm not, I'm not breaking up because of you. I'm breaking up because of me. It, 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 you just understand. It's me. Anyway. Um... I do have a – if you guys want to hear a, a uh, horrible joke that I have actually written, uh, you guys will have to private message me the hor- this uh, observational joke that I have made. And uh, if you guys want to hear it, uh, you're going to have to private message me on Messenger or Telegram or on, fa- on Facebook Messenger, t- uh, Twitter, or just text me because a lot of people have my cell phone number. Text me, and I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll make the observation. I think it's funny, but anyway, I, I'm also working with a 12-year-old mind, so don't get all, you know, uh, crazy on me there. So, if we know that the uh, judicial system, legislative system, and all the other ones are not working in the pattern in which they were built, then how is it that we're supposed to respond and continue to pay our taxes into a government that doesn't represent us? Would you pay would you pay a lawyer to not show up to trial? Would you pay a lawyer not to file your briefs? Would, your, would you pay a lawyer to work against you? Would you pay a lawyer to put you in jail? Would you pay a lawyer to talk shit on you in the court of law? Well, that's what you're doing with your taxes, and that's what they've been doing to your fellow man over and over again. So just just, just think about what you, where your money's going there. Uh, Ken says, what's the difference between a vitamin and a hormone? It's hard to take... <laughs> All right. Uh, no, it's it's hard to, to make a vitamin. So that was good, Ken. I like that. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm old, and the word penis or vagina and those types of things embarrass me as well. Well, see, Tanya, we just never grew up. We just penis, you know. Uh, <laughs> Terry followed you on Telegram. Thank you, Terry. appreciate that. Um, guys... When we have a administrative system that is not holding the judicial system 
to their task, which is only a a black robe judge, a bar associated, a British accredited registered judge, is only supposed to sit there and call balls and strikes. He's not to sit there and say, you shut up, or this is how I see it, or this is what I think, or this is what I do. It's not what it's about. Uh, the Jim Price Show, yes, Terry, uh, over on Telegram. The Jim Price Show. Uh, I have a chat and also a regular page. So look up the chat. The Jim Price Show chat and uh, uh, others. So sorry about that, guys. I don't. I have gotten myself on a list that somebody somehow I am supposed to. They think I need a loan. Um, they have been. I, I. They obviously don't know my income because everything is donations, and I don't know how to get a loan for something. Say, well, you know, uh, if I get the right donations, I can make the payment. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. Looks like uh, Ken's going through his dad joke book right now. So we got to all. You guys can read his comments on Facebook. Um, he says, uh, "What's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean?" I've never paid $100 for a garbanzo bean on my face. Ken, you know what? Um, somebody is uh, not going to get their little jewel and their crown in heaven if you keep making me say these jokes out loud. No, I'm just kidding. I think they're pretty funny. All right. Well, as we think about this, the rule of law as we see it, when we see that Hunter Biden can get up and walk out of the con- congressional uh, uh, chambers without, like you said, the sergeant of arms stopping him, shows you that in reality that we know this is all staged and we show how weak and apathetic they really are. Um, that's what that was for R. Kelly. Oh. oh, R. Kelly told you that one? That's good. I'm just kidding. I know that's, I know the R. Kelly story. Does anybody else know the R. Kelly, R. Kelly story? Yeah. Oh, by the way, this whole uh, synagogue thing in New York, it's not getting better. Yeah, the that whole Jewish thing, it's not getting better. Oh, I do know what I want to do for you guys. I wanna, I wanna show you this video. Here we go. Um, let's see if I can. Let me do this. How do I? How do I? Oh, how do I? All right. This is a this is actually kind of scary in a way uh of what how bad it really is in uh Israel. Look at this. So, oh wait, wait, stop. Shh, 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 don't don't give it away. So, this is a lady in Israel that I actually came across this in her TikTok. And let's see here. See if I can find it. No, that's not going to be it. All right. So this, this, no, that's not what I wanted. Well, let me do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to clip this in this way. You guys are just going to have to deal with the half white, half, the half and half I'm putting up here. Just, just deal with it. So why is the QuickTime player not coming up on my selection? Safiri, I guess we're just not going to play nice with Jimmy. All right, here we go. We're going to go ahead and play this one here because for some reason it will not play the way I want it to. So we're going to go ahead and play this. Look at this. 
It is so not about Hamas. It's about land and money and power. This is an Israeli real estate agency called Harizahav, which means Golden Mountains. Here's their contact information. They literally call themselves a settlement development enterprise. And in this post, they're actually advertising for Gaza settlements. They're not even trying to hide it. They're saying a house on the beach is not a dream. We are clearing rubble and fending off squatters. Squatters? Squatters. Not people returning to their home, looking for their dead squatters. Here you can see that they have renamed and labeled about a half dozen uh, re-established and brand new Israeli settlements within Gaza in their approximate locations. This post basically says, amazing work. When does construction start? Israel lives, winky. Just want to point out that M Israel High means the people of Israel live. So saying M Israel High about this area that has been demolished on Gazan land and who knows how many unmarked graves are here and it is being bulldozed and unearthed really um, drives home for me the uh, from the river to the sea critique coming from uh, people who would criticize it. Calls coming from inside the house, guys. Here is a soufaniot, uh, which is a jelly donut for Hanukkah with a settlement structure on top of it, which is just absolutely dystopian to me. One of the individuals in this photo is named Matan, and he's listed as VP of Enterprise for this company. So it is run by Israeli military. They're calling him a brave warrior. And in this photo, they're saying that the company received a dedication on um, some of the bombs where the name of the company was written there. It says guarding the house in the rear and the front. And again, you see like this glorification of, of soldiers being heroes. Scrolling down this individual, their name is Ariel. Um, they're from the reserves. This, this is a video of him riding a bulldozer. Ariel is the treasurer of this company. It's, it just says it right here. I don't want to hear a single word further from anyone about how this is for the safety of Jews everywhere, like myself, or the safety of Israel, or this is just simple retribution for what happened on 10-7, or that the Israeli military is making all efforts not to harm civilians. The evidence against those arguments is abundant. You are choosing not to see it. History won't forget and Hashem won't forget. The whole world is watching. So, you know, there was a lot of different things that that lady posted in there. But again, we're seeing a problem with this whole thing. Again, when we talk about the Hamas of things, when we talk about how um, we, you know, we keep having these conversations of, Oh, well, Hamas and Palestines and the Jewish nation and all these other things. My problem with it is, is that, yes, I understand that Palestinians is not Palestinians and all this other stuff. We got to go back through some of our old maps and find out where these people were actually at. And the thing, thing is, is that, that, that America went in and the UN, <clears throat> World War II, decided to go in there with Eisenhower, which is from Kansas, and he's turned out to be not such a good guy. A lot more things I find about Mr. Eisenhower and his presidency. Uh, I don't think he should have an airport in Wichita named after him. But that's my choice and that's my opinion. 
The problem with it I have is that Israel was forced upon everybody where they where they were put in there. That whole Israeli state. Uh, but the problem is, is then that they give they they give these areas for people to live in and say, oh, by the way, we won't bomb you, we won't mess with you, we won't do these, we won't do this. But then we see that this is exactly what they do. And so over and over again, we have a real credibility issue with what we've really seen in these people's uh, patterns. Uh, Terry says Israel faces charges of uh, at international court. Oh, absolutely should. They absolutely should be there. Um, they should be getting into uh, these courts and then holding people accountable. Uh, the Zionist 10 got arrested in NYC yesterday. Uh, this goes back to the connection to the Gazarian Mafia in Ukraine, guys. Gazarian Mafia is the Jews. Uh, then we have uh, a problem with uh, some of the other things that are going on. Uh, there are things that don't make a lot of sense. And I'm not saying that all Jewish people are bad, and I'm not saying that Jews are bad. I'm saying that there are people within this thing that got a credibility issue, just like the people that are running our government. they got a credibility issue. I would rather have someone like George Washington, who was the reluctant leader, who said, I don't want to do this. I know I've just got through battling for the independence of our country, but I don't want to be the president. Okay. Well, again, we used to also make sure that the first person who won the race uh, in a popular election was the president. The second person who won the race, who, who got the second most votes, was the vice president. And then that's how we had our country ran. And it created a balance because we had people from different parties going in and running the White House and saying that this is a balanced way of doing that. But now everything is partisan. Everything is one side, your side, my side. That's all. Uh, Kerry says, what's up with the tunnels? Well, Kerry, the tunnels are a problem for us because this ties back into um, Alice and Wonderland, Follow the White Rabbit, goes back to Central Park, goes back to why the hospital ship was in the New York Harbor for a couple months and then didn't see any COVID patients. Again, we have a situation where we're finding the tunnels in other areas. By the way, we're finding more tunnels in Israel. Yeah. Pay attention to that. The Israel tunnels we're finding. As long as uh, we're on the, the subject of tunnels, let's talk about Lahaina or the Maui fires. Yeah, those are actually exposing a lot of these tunnels as well. So there's a lot of things out there, guys, that I don't think that we all want to have this conversation out loud because it hurts. A lot of the things that we used to hold sacred, a lot of things that we used to think was so very important, well, we, we got re, to reevaluate Santa Claus. Okay? We're going to talk about the Easter Bunny. We're going to talk about Tooth Fairy. Okay, we're going to have to do it. We're going to have the conversation that says, well, maybe, just maybe, some of these things aren't true. Some of these things aren't as, um, aren't as clean or pure as we would hope they were, and here we are. And that's where we are with this whole thing. We continue to go around going, oh, Santa Claus is real, and he brings me presents because he slides down the chimney with care, and... And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, when I was a child, I spake as a child, right? And, and, uh, and I have, you know, when I, 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 I looked, I got away from those things. So that means that's gaining in knowledge, right? You gain knowledge, you gain perspective and perception, angle in which you look at it and how you think about it. Just because you find out Santa Claus is not real, it's not that it's you quit thinking about it, but you see now that it's not real. You see that it's, it is fake, and that's, that's to change the angle, and now you think of it differently. Well, 
We're going to have to start doing a lot more of that in the coming weeks here, in the coming time. And this is when you got to be careful because I've watched, I watch not not so much my faithfuls here, but I've watched people across social media, and this is what I do every day, is I've seen some people get real stuck on a subject. And it's like, listen, guys, abortion was a privacy act. Roe versus Wade was a privacy between a doctor and his and the patient. But we all, even those that are against abortion, say that it was legalized because of Roe versus Wade. It legalized abortion. And we use that term, but we're using it wrong because it was not legalized. It was we turned our face away from the procedure between a doctor and a patient. You see how we don't have to make a judgment then? Oh, it's not my sin. It's between a doctor and a patient. It's what they do over there. I can't see, so it doesn't really matter. And I don't know why I closed my eyes when I put my hand over my face, but I did because that's human nature of things. But again, do we live life with purpose or we do things because we've been programmed to do it? We get all wound up on things. We get all in the wrong, and they're all in the wrong head space, wrong mind space, and this is what we're up against. So we've got to do it differently. We can't keep going back and doing the same thing over and over again. This whole thing of the rule of law, well, the problem is, is the rule of law is the Constitution, and anything outside the Constitution is repugnant. I don't know what... Okay, let's do this real quick. I'll, I'll make sure that we're... Uh, uh, sorry, I don't know how to spell... I don't know how to spell that. We're gonna we're gonna see if it if it knows how to do it for me here. Okay. Uh, well, let's see. Laws that are repugnant to the Constitution are null and void. And let's see if we have a little something here that goes off that. There seems to be a problem concerning the justice system in this country not adhering to the Constitution uh, laws of the land. Constitutional laws of the land. I am going to present the the laws that clear that clear this uh, this issue up. Law of the land. The general misconception that any statute passed by legislators bearing the appearance of law constitutes the law of the land. The Constitution is the supreme law of the land, and any statute to be valid must be in agreement. It is, import, it is impossible for a law with, uh, which validates uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It is impossible for a law which validates the Constitution to be. Valid. Violates. Sorry, violates. I knew I was reading it wrong. I just, English is my first language. Careful, guys. Uh, it is impossible for a law which violates the Constitution to be valid. This, uh, this so this is where he goes on. And I, again, I love that this is in there. Uh, where, rights secure, where rights secured by the Constitution are involved, there can be no rule making or, le or legislation which would um abrogate I don't know I don't know how to say that abrogate them that's Miranda versus Arizona um this is again one of those things where we we know that anything that is against that which again remember the constitution here's how why this is why this is important listen to me for a second before we have to go here in a few minutes the Constitution limits the government. Okay, I say that in every show, the end of the show, right? I say that. Remember, the Constitution limits the government and never limits you. So if the Constitution limits the government and a law limits you, is it constitutional? 
I, I, I'll wait for your answer, but, but I do believe that anything outside the Constitution is actually repugnant. Uh, Rebecca Wells, grandbaby number two, doing five days. Well, good job, Rebecca. That's great. Uh, Jim and friends, please pray for my family. It has been a hard road after the, uh, the uh, government chemical. Never forget what they did. Absolutely, Rebecca, uh, and I hope that everything goes well with your grandchild and uh, number two. I have five of my own, and I, I, pr- I praise you guys for actually continuing on. And, and uh, guys, we have to have more babies. Uh, we got to get back in there. So anyway, uh, but remember, there are people out there willing to kill their baby and have had this conversation that killing the baby after birth is an acceptable practice. So, you know. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's a fantastic idea, right? Um, anyway, so just be mindful that in our Constitution, anything outside the Constitution is repugnant, okay? That is what that, that article was talking about. That's what I've been trying to tell you about. This is why we have a grind here is because we don't take our Constitution literal. We, don't, we take it as a suggestion, and that's what they've been doing. They've been watering down the Constitution for a long, long time. Just like the vice principal that I talked to, and it was back in 2018, when he told me that the Constitution is an outdated document and it has to be replaced with something more modern. I said, well, then what would that look like? Have you, have you taken the time to rewrite that? And he looked at me. This person is a vice president of the largest school in Wichita, and Wichita has like the third or second, third or fourth largest school district in America. Something like that. We, we're in the like top 10. So this guy is affecting teachers and students in that way. That's awesome, and he gets paid uh, you know a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. By the way, our superintendent of Wichita Public Schools makes four times more than the governor, and has a ten times contribution to her contract for retirement, so that she will actually literally make close to. Now listen, guys, she will make close to. She'll make about a million dollars a year. Is it a million dollars a year or is it two million dollars a year? Yeah, like two million dollars a year once she retires. She will make. More money as like, she'll make twice the money retired than she, what she'll make actually working. So that's a thing. Don't worry about that. But that was written into a contract because we want to take care of our public servants. Uh, I heard laughs or loves will help algorithm, not likes. Uh, ab- absolutely. Um, you guys, you guys got to like, share, and comment. So though I say like because everybody's like an impression. So you got to do an impression, and you got to share it, and then you got to comment as often as possible. When you guys comment on this show and you guys are out there banging it and even talking to each other in the comments, it really pushes back against the algorithm, and it makes it work better for me anyway. Um, I did get $12 from uh, Facebook this last month, so there's that. I don't know. Facebook is such a bunch of liars, man. I just hate it. And then finally, they're actually finally paying me for what I I consider to be the views that I have had since 2018. But again, we're we're just now getting around to that. Um. So again, this is a problem for me, guys. We have to do things different and be the different people. Understand the three legs of the bar stool that you're sitting on: the legislative, the administrative, and the judicial have failed each other. We have a constitutional crisis. A constitutional crisis, you were supposed to step in, and that's where we make the difference. All right, guys, I got to get out of here. Uh, remember the 10% you do for your neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less that to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. There will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line, hold fast, do not give up, do not give in. We, do not give in. We will win. I promise, don't make promise. I can't keep, guys. You've always been the answer. Remember, the Constitution limits the government, 
never limits you, guys. That's how this whole thing works. Once you start using your mouth and getting out there, you can start using the Constitution as your benefactor. But if you don't know the Constitution, you don't know the contract with your country, then how will you ever administer that contract? This is all contract administrative law. Learn contract law. Understand it. And then you guys will understand what you're up against and why it is you feel like you can't get justice in your own country. It's because it's been built that way. Not because the Constitution was built that way, but because they have built around it and they have allowed things to happen and you allow them to do it. You see how it all keeps going? All right, guys. Uh, any questions or comments, get a hold of me, Jim Price, at thejimpriceshow.com. Remember, mydailynaturals.com, mydailynaturals.com. Get over there, order your vitamins. And also, if you guys are looking for those mushroom tinctures, get a hold of me so I can get those mailed out to you. Uh, like I said, we've had orders of people coming to me personally so I can get those out. As soon as we have all the, the formula really worked out on the mushrooms with the different types of delivery system, we're going to bring those and put that website all the way together. And uh, right now it's in the infancy stage. I just put a page out there to market so that way we could have something for the future. But anyway, guys, think about what you need for your body and get your basic cell function package done. Get your life back on track. Live longer, live happier, and have more babies. Screw up their plan, and that is the best way to do it. Elon Musk has told you we don't have enough babies. He has told you that we can push back against these people. He has told you these things, and he seems to know a little bit more than some of us. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. I'm Jim Price, Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys will be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.